Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. Today we're talking about our teens and how to prepare them well for college and even on into adult life. So to give us some great insight on that, we have a special guest joining us today. And I want to welcome Stephanie Wilkins to today's podcast. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Jamie. Thanks for having me. We are privileged to have you here. And just to give you give kind of an introduction to our listeners, I'm going to talk about Stephanie a little bit. So Stephanie is the marketing director for Soaring With Him Ministries, and she's a veteran homeschool mom of 21 years. Stephanie has had the unique opportunity to have lived in four different countries and four different states. Stephanie is also a board-certified nutrition consultant, and she's the founder of No More Band-Aids, which is a ministry of encouragement to caretakers and those suffering from chronic disease. Stephanie's passions are homeschooling, travel, health and wellness, and her faith. So Stephanie, tell us a little bit about your family and your children and what prompted you to homeschool in the first place. Oh my goodness. Well, again, thank you so much for inviting me today. Um, Well, Stephanie, I've been married for 33 years uh, to my husband, Joe, and we have two adult children, uh, Nathan, who's 25, and Natalie is 21. And um, Nathan, he works as an office staff for Publix. And Natalie, she's a senior in college, and she's studying nursing at Stanford University. So she'll be back there in the fall. So, and as far as what prompted us to homeschool, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, <laughs> kind of a question. Um, we got into homeschooling when we were living in Chicago. Um, I had my kids in, well, not Natalie because she was too young, but I had Nathan in private Christian school for first grade. And then uh, I pulled him out after the first semester. They were doing a lot of what a lot of, I guess, schools do. They were kind of bribing them to do their work with candy and stuff like that. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> to do. And then also, you know, just uh, academic stimulation and stuff like that. It just wasn't going as well as I wanted it to. So, you know, in that day and time, there weren't a lot of people homeschooling. So we were all new to that. And uh, we decided to pull them out and try it. And a friend of mine, she joined us as well. Her daughter was going to school with Nathan. And she decided to homeschool, too. So we just kind of got started at the same time. And, um, you know... Like I said, it, it was before everybody started homeschooling, so I caught some flack for that, especially for my neighbors, uh, because we lived in a really good school district. In fact, there was a little school in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, after a few years, we ended up getting transferred out of our country to Canada. And from there, we just started going on an international journey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, was pretty happy with our decision um, because I believe it kept my kids grounded. Um, you know, even though we did venture into school here and there when we were living over in Asia. So right. that's it. 
Wow. It's an, it, I love hearing different moms' homeschool stories. There's, they're always so unique and so interesting. <laughs> it's always exciting to me. So we were kind of, our story is very similar to yours. We started out in private Christian, um, uh-huh. in a private Christian school, and we encountered some bullying. So, oh, wow. yeah, that prompted us to pull ours out. Actually, the oldest and our second oldest. And haven't looked back since. <laughs> wow. It's a nice thing, isn't it? It is a good decision for us. It, you absolutely then have dealt with the whole teenage thing and bringing your two into adulthood. <laughs> so we, we, we know that the parenting teens can really be a challenge. And I say that loosely because though it's a challenge, there's so many amazing things about it. Yeah. Personally, I was really scared before mine actually started flipping into those teen years. I was so afraid that it was going to just be this nightmare that I had heard about from other parents and, you know, that it was all going to be struggle and no joy. Um, But I have to say, with all the crazy ups and downs and twists and turns, I've loved it. I've loved watching my teens blossom and grow and even become, you know, less my child and more my friend. Right. Right. So right now, at this present moment, (laughs) I'm mom to four teenagers in my home. So I am, it's my heart to prepare them well for their future and to give them the tools that they need. So personally, I'm seeking some advice from you today. (laughs) I know you've gone through this before and you have even mentioned to me a bit of a story about your son. Would you like to kind of jump in there and get us started along these lines? As, as long as you know, we're, we're learning from my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I get that. That's the best way to learn, though. From my mistakes, your mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I, that's how we all learn, right? Um, but, you know, we got some things right, and then we had to go back and work on some things as well. So, um, But we embarked on this adventure for the first time in 2013. Um, our son, Nathan, he was college-bound. He had two academic scholarships in hand, and I'd love to tell you that it all went well, uh, but it didn't. Uh, you know, we, we wouldn't have this lovely conversation today if it did, but, right. uh, you know, in my son's words, what happened were he is that he went to college, he was overwhelmed and underprepared, and then he came home. So. Yeah. And, you know, I, I did ask him, you know, if I could share this, and he allowed me to share this um, in an article that I've written for you. So um, I just, you know, it, it was very disappointing, but at the same time, um, it, it was it was a necessary thing that he came home, and after he came home, um, he just needed some more time to mature, so... And, um, and we, you know, we thought about a lot of different things that, um, we could help him with after he got home and he since then, uh, matured a lot and has, has gone on from there and done some very great things. So, oh, that's good. That's good. And so that's kind of that idea that maybe in, (laughs) this tough world of college and and getting there's so many things so many different aspects that that they have to put together and apply and live out it's difficult you know my oldest two I have six altogether my oldest two have gone through this and I do have to say when they first went to college they had serious health issues 
and right. <laughs> it was all from stress and just trying yeah. to, and I don't know if, granted, every child's different, but I don't know if maybe homeschool child going into that type of arena maybe struggles with it just slightly more because it's so different. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's a serious transition and just preparing them in the areas that they need is so difficult for me to figure that out. So <laughs> I am, I'm looking forward to kind of hear some of your suggestions and just see if I can do do differently with my next four. But so what do you suggest for helping our teens transition through this time? What would you have done different? Well, um, there's a few things I would have done different. And so I'll just kind of go through those right now. Okay. Um, the first thing I would recommend for sure, uh, which is something we were very guilty is, you know, we overprotected our son uh, too much. So my first suggestion would be to stop overprotecting them now, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, allow them to engage in some activities that have healthy risk attached. Uh, Because if you don't, you could end up instilling a sense of fear into their lives. um, And they might, you know, it could prevent them from trying new things or it could give way to some rebellion, you know, once they leave the nest. You know, I noticed that a lot with our son. Uh, He was really the type of child that he was a very compliant child, and he did, you know, as we asked him to do, and we thought that he was a very, very obedient child. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And he was. And, you know, he he was a fearful uh, child as well, and so he needed to have – some risk, I think, when he was at home, you know, just healthy risk, uh, doing things, uh, go, going places more alone, uh, you know, maybe going on trips, things like that. Not that he, you know, ever really, even my daughter, you know, she wanted to do those type things. And so we, she's younger, you know, I, I think the younger one is a little bit more out there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But he just, you know, I, I would just encourage more healthy risk. Um, so I mentioned, uh, like, a, you know, if they had a party they want to go to, uh, my son wanted to go to a party um, after homeschool, you know, prom. And there were times when I was afraid for them to do things like that because I thought, you know, things were going on that may or may not have been going on. But in my mind, I was so fearful that I, you know, did not allow him to do those things. So, therefore, I couldn't test his character, you know, before he left. And I think that's important that you allow them to do things on their own before they leave home so that the different character uh, issues that you've got going on are not going on when you allow them. That makes sense. I mean, that gives you that opportunity while they're still at home to help them um, work on that. You don't want to find out after they get into freshman year, you know, college, that they can't say no to peer pressure. And so they they need those experiences at home so that you have them there and you can talk with them and and walk them through different situations. You know, you can give them good advice, and especially if you have a good uh, communication, good relationship with them to where they tell you things, you know, you can work through those things together. And the next thing I'd recommend is uh, let your teens fail. Um, don't pick up the pieces all the time. <laughs> and I, our society, I think we do a lot of that. I, I see lots of moms today uh, do that. <laughs> I've worked with a lot of kids um, in different situations 
In fact, I worked as a, uh, a director for an after-school program for a while in the public school system. I saw oh, yeah. that happen. You know, parents uh, would just do everything for their kids and didn't make their kids responsible because I was the mom who organized the backpack and went through the homework, you know, with a fine-tooth comb. And, you know, we attended the Homeschool Cooperative Learning Program together. Right, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but uh, my son did have ADHD. But uh, this does not help you solve those issues either, you know. You, you know, they need to be they need to be allowed to fail because you learn from your failures in life. So, you know, if, if your kid forgets their homework, then they forget their homework, you know, and then maybe next time they won't. Yeah, under, so, and understanding the consequences exactly. of certain behaviors. Absolutely. You know, and that's hard to watch them fail, uh, but it's necessary. And, you know, our role as a parent is to encourage them, dust them off, give them some recovery tools, and become their cheerleaders when they try again. But they have to experience failure. You know, that's that's just part of learning to succeed. And then the next thing I would say is that freedom of expression at home is important. And I say that because a lot of people do have compliant children, and a lot of times they will go along with something and not uh, cause too much friction in the home, you know, with what they want or whatever and teach our children or I did to be obedient and to honor their parents and and a you know a good compliant child will will try to do that but sometimes we need to listen more and talk less um, so that we can hear what's really going on in their hearts you know I, I believe that a happy home is the place where people feel safe to share to be heard and to just feel relaxed being themselves, you know? Absolutely. And that's such a good point because that really deals with their heart. Yes, You know, and their expression and being mm-hmm. being themselves, not just something that they think mom and dad want. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's tricky to tell sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I always say underneath all the head nods of agreement, you can bet that they do have opinions of their own. You know, oh, yeah. and and from yours most of the time. <laughs> yes. Just you know, learn to listen more and talk less. So, and the other thing that I would say is to remember that the habits your kids have now are the habits that they carry with them, and uh, work now to instill good habits, uh, and you know, replace the bad ones to prevent fallout when they go off to college. Um, because uh, there's some big ones that really do matter, I think, uh, when they go off to college. And that's, you know, in our society today, a lot of kids, uh, technology is a big one, whether that's social media or gaming or, um, you know, that yeah. if, if they're doing that too much now, they're going to they're gonna do it even more when they go off to college and they're going to ignore their studies uh, like what you mentioned earlier about being healthy or unhealthy when they go to college, uh, those are things you need to get right before they leave. Uh, eating the wrong types of foods on a consistent basis. If you've got a messy child, you know, don't think that they're going to straighten up when they go to college. Absolutely. <laughs> they're not. It's going to get worse. Uh, 
you know, not even drinking enough water, things like that. They can they can get sick when they go off. You know, they can become dehydrated. Not all about good nutrition and food. And, you know, I thought I had instilled a lot of healthy habits into my kids, but I'm finding that I probably needed to do it a bit differently and make it their own, you know? Right. That is a good point. You know, if you've got a child that forgets things or loses things uh, or they're late all the time, those things are not going to change either. And those are going to, you know, bite them when they go. And so... You really need to work on those type of organization skills and executive functioning skills before they leave home. And most importantly, you know, you want to make sure before they leave home that their faith is intact um, because they're going to be challenged beyond what we can imagine today (laughs) with their faith. And so, you know, to have a strong faith um, before they leave home, if possible, you know, but they have to make that faith their own. So uh, you need to, to give them all those opportunities to to make that strong in their life before they leave home. Definitely, this is something we did with our daughter, and this helped a lot. And uh, I wish we had known it and had um, done more of this with my son. Um, uh, you know, you might consider, like, letting them work uh, during the summer or stay with extended family away from you. My daughter, she worked for a summer camp up in Colorado, a Christian summer camp uh, that was wonderful, and it was so hard for us to let her go. Oh, I can't imagine. I I mean, I was just like, oh, my goodness, I worried about her at first, but then, you know, it just got easier. I prayed my way through it, and it was the best thing that we could ever have done for her because um, she was ready, you know, when she went off to college because she knew she felt in her mind that she could do it because she'd already done it, you know? Right. And uh, her experience told her that she'd be okay. So uh, any kind of opportunities like that uh, are good for kids. And I I think we tend as homeschool parents to keep them too close sometimes, Um, you know, or at least I did, you know, with my son. And uh, just didn't incur those experiences outside of our domain, you know. Right. And it's easy to fall into that because you have this little bubble that you operate. In. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. yeah. Very true. But you want them to be well-rounded and that helps also with communication issues and things like that as well. Uh, when they have to fend for themselves and, you know, uh, get what they uh, need, they have to communicate. And the communication skills will go with them wherever they go in life. So another thing I would say is a job before graduation is a wonderful idea. Yes. And this is something you do, right? <laughs> and I say, too, that a job at college is even better. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you require your team to pay for life's extra, a job will teach them, you know, the important lesson that nothing worth having in this life is free. And I I just don't think you can stress that too much to today's teenagers uh, because we live in a society where things are handed to people on a silver platter, basically. And, um, you know, I think a lot of homeschoolers instill good worth ethics into their kids. Um, But this is something, you know, that I'd recommend to even people who are not homeschooling, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. 
even if that means giving up some extracurricular activities, uh, I, I would at least their senior year, you know, unless they're going to go off and play some sport or whatever college. Uh, you know, my daughter, she was in gymnastics for a long time, and, um, you know, she gave that up because she loved music as well. But, you know, she got a job her senior year, and it taught her. So much, and my son too. He always had a job in high school, and it taught him so many lessons that he will that will remain with him forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We do the same thing in our home. We we've tried mm-hmm. to encourage them to get a job either junior or senior year, and then um, you know a lot of a lot of parents look at me like I am so horrible, but we don't we don't allow them to have a cell phone. Until they can pay for it. We don't, we don't get the, they don't, we don't buy them a car. They have to save their money and buy their own car and their own insurance. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) So, you know, that, and then of course, when they get into college, that's, you know, I help them, help them go through the FAFSA and do all of that, but they also have to get a job and there's anything left over after scholarships and grants, they need to make payments on that and pay it off before the next semester. So, you know, our goal has been to teach them that life skill pretty, pretty intensely as young as we can. Well, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, same, same here. We, we did some of that, not all of that, but the things that we have, you know, asked them to pay for have been the things that they take care of the most and they're the things that really you know that they feel like are theirs Absolutely. Uh, I mean sometimes the things that are given to children aren't necessarily things you know but if if they have to purchase it or they have to put some sort of uh, effort into receiving those things then they're more apt to care for them at a deeper level <laughs> right and this even applies to their education. You know, when, when my two oldest girls first started college, they were uh-huh. astounded by the number of their peers who just took it, took each class flippantly. I'm like, oh, if I fail, I can just, I'll just take it over. And they're sitting there, wait, what? I have to pay for this. I am not taking this over. <laughs> you know, they were just astounded that that mentality was so pervasive. But, right. Absolutely. I I agree wholeheartedly. It instills in them an ownership, whether Mm -hmm. it's education or things. Um, Absolutely. Exactly. And I needed to do a better job about this. Um, But you need to teach your young adult to manage their money. (laughs) Different child, uh, different children have different bents. And (laughs) just like we do, you know, there's always a spender and a saver, it seems like. In the family, sometimes you get, you know, two savers or whatever. But, um, but my, I've got one that's a spender and one that's a saver, and I, you know, so you really have to work with them, uh, you know, and teach them the balance of their bent, you know, because if they save too much and they don't want to spend on things that they definitely need, you, you know, you need to teach them that it's okay to do that. Yeah responsible way and and just the opposite the the kid that overspends and wants to buy everything all the time you know has to be taught that to save (laughs) and I think the way that you do that you know is of course to teach them uh in our family about you know we taught teach them about tithing 
and, uh, you know, to pay their bills, their taxes. I think you can help them out, too, if you let them do their own taxes if they do have a job. And just uh, something that I wish I would have done uh, sooner than later, even though we helped them open a bank account and that type of thing, we did not um, require them to do daily tracking. Um, and I think for it to become a habit that you, you, that you should require that through, you know, their bank app or whatever for them to daily track their online spending. Um, and this helps them just to see, you know, we didn't have that problem because we had a check register, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it is so easy just to go spend, 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 you know, over a week and not look at what you've done. Right. And so um, I just think that that's very important and I wish we would have stressed the daily tracking before they got out of the house. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a good idea. I have a couple of my kids who went through a financial course and so now they use envelopes <laughs> and, that, and that helps them a little the, bit. They, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love the envelope system myself too. <laughs> Yes, it's helpful. It helps kind of keep you structured. Okay, I'm at the end of my envelope. I need it to stop. Does. It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the next thing I would say is guide the college or technical school interest, entrance process, but don't do it for them. And this was a big one uh, because if, if I would have really looked at this, then I would have seen that my son was not ready uh, yet. Mm -hmm. He needed more time because I was guiding that process with him. Um, not, not when he went back. Um, he actually went back and went back to school later on. But uh, the first time that he went off to college, he didn't, you know, he didn't want to really pursue any of the process involved to get it done. And so, you know, I was like doing the application for him and all that jazz and, you know, filling out the paperwork and, um, you know, meeting the deadlines. You know, I even helped him, you know, what kind of degree, let's do this and do that, you know, just everything. Yeah. Um, you know, they need that process, right? They need to fill out the paperwork by themselves. They need to ask us for assistance when they need it to meet the deadlines. But they need to be the ones in their degree signing up for their classes and organizing the schedule because those are the skills that they need to be successful when they get there. So, absolutely. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Now, they don't have the skills before they go. They're definitely not going to have them after they get there. So. I have to say, this was very, very helpful. Oh, I feel, well, thank you. Yeah, I feel like I had a couple of them. <laughs> like, I'm good at a couple <laughs> of these. But then, you know, my parents' scorecard there was really low on a few of them. So, I, I know I personally have some homework, some things I want to think about that you said today and try to begin incorporating them, especially for my younger two. Because um, I think, oh, you were right on target with so many things that you said. And I feel like, you know, I haven't done some of these things and I need to really get on the ball and start, especially that last one. You are so right on that. My second child, I think, wasn't ready either because she was exactly like you described with your son. She really didn't want to fill out the application. She just... You know, and had I just put it all in her hands, I might have seen some things early on. So I appreciate you really sharing your heart and sharing yeah, well, all of these things. I, 
appreciate you allowing me to share and just, you know, we just have to all remember that they're all so different and they mature at different times and ages and stages. (laughs) You're right. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking from having six, I can say every single one of those six are absolutely unique. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? (laughs) It is. It is amazing. But I do want to mention to our listeners that if you really want to go back over these things that Stephanie shared with us today, she has put together an article and it will be on homeschool.com on the homepage. Super easy to find if you want to just really go a little deeper with them and maybe even print it out. Um, I think I'm going to need to print it out and just think on it, um, see how I can apply it to our Um, So before we wrap up today, Stephanie, do you have any last words of encouragement for our listeners? Yes, I would just say, you know, remember that adulting is a journey and it will last a lifetime. And, um, you know, look back on your own life, you know, and then give give your kids that same grace uh, Mm -hmm. that you hopefully gave yourself. (laughs) And just relax and be assured that God is in control, you know. Right. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's key. Sometimes we have standards and expectations that we put on our children instead of giving them the grace that, that we, we need as well as they need. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Not homeschooling our adult kids. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So before we, before we wrap all this up, Stephanie, tell uh-huh. us how, how things ended with your son. What did he, what did he finally do? How did his story go? Well, it, it, when he came home um, from school, you know, he, my son already had a severe gluten intolerance, um, but we took him to the doctor and he was actually diagnosed with adult ADHD. Oh, okay. And then he was treated properly. So that was a wonderful thing. Pretty much changed a lot about life, which was great. Uh, he got a job. And then, um, you know, he paid back his scholarship debt, um, and he got two IT certifications. And he um, he started a little side business fixing computers, and then went on to get his associate's degree online. So, and then later um, he went full time company, and he moved out for a couple of years, and now. Um, he's back home. Uh, but he's back at home due to some health issues, and he's paying off his debt, and, and he's considering going back to school now to get a degree in computer science. So, you know, it's been a process, and um, it's progressive, and it, it will be for a while. Um, yeah, the transition continues, and it will for the rest of his life, just like your life and mine. So, <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And it just helps us to see, again, that there are, there's more than one path. There's more than just the college path or the tech school path that there are a lot of ways to be successful and it doesn't always have to involve formal education. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for sharing with us today. This was so much fun. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. So we've enjoyed getting to know you, and I appreciate all these words of wisdom. In the fall, it's my goal to do a series on health and wellness and even exercise and nutrition for all of us homeschool moms. So I hope that you'll join us again maybe later. Well, I would love to. That would be so much fun. <laughs> Great. We'll be looking forward to it. So I hope everyone else enjoyed Stephanie this week, and I really hope that all these words of encouragement 
and advice that she shared today will help us all to keep on homeschooling and loving it. And so I wish you all an amazing week with grace and joy. Jane. Thank you.